Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Definitely back after that huge one. We are back just after 12 hours after wrapping up the post-game show. Kareem Jackson is back after his suspension, and the vibes couldn't be better in Broncos country. It's a great feeling uh, this morning after going back and watching the game um, and just remembering how good it felt for the Broncos to get that win. And they're riding on cloud nine right now. I think the sky's the limit for them. And we'll talk about, you know, what their season should look like from here on out. But definitely, when you look at the schedule, there's not a game left that the Broncos shouldn't have the confidence that they can go in there and win. So, I mean, sky's the limit, in my opinion. I mean, what a turnaround from a month ago when the Broncos were 1-5. and And we looked at the schedule and said... Is there any game that the Broncos are going to be favored in? And legitimately, the odds makers would have said no yep. to that answer outside of maybe the Packers game. We said after that one, the Broncos aren't going to be favored in any game. And now, Todd, you're 100% right. After you beat the Bills on the road and yep. the Chiefs at home, there's no game that you should go into. They, the Broncos will be underdogs in, in at least a couple of these games mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season. But there's no game that you go into and say, no shot. No shot. Now, Detroit, it's going to be a tough game. Yes. There's no doubt about it. There's going to be tough games on the schedule, but games that you absolutely can't win? Uh-uh. I don't think so. Yeah. No, definitely. You still look, and I think they have the 12th hardest schedule remaining in the NFL, um, but still you go through and look at the teams. In theory, the toughest game is the Lions, and then the Browns, and then the Vikings, then the Texans, then the Raiders. Like, those... That tails off really quickly, and those are supposed to be the five hard games that they have left, the five teams over 500. So, yeah, I mean, the strength of schedule definitely doesn't look as good as the actual teams remaining. Um, well, but, Henry, how about this? Two mm-hmm. weeks ago, before or three weeks ago, I guess, before the Broncos played the Chiefs, the Broncos have the, had the hardest strength yeah. of schedule at the remaining of the season. Yep. They got mm-hmm. their two hardest games out of the way, and they won both of them. Yep. So now yeah. it's actually... 
a lot easier compared to what it was three weeks ago. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious. I mean, this it's a big stretch. Like you could win any of these games. You could also lose any of these games. And so we'll we'll see exactly where the Broncos fit into the NFL between now and the end of the season. So in the second segment, we're going to talk about is it playoffs or bust for the Broncos, just like Sean Payton wanted it to be at the beginning of the season. I think Todd, the way the vibes I'm getting, he's uh-huh. a little optimistic, and I'm wondering if Hank is going to be a hater Hank in the second. And the third. I don't get so many people were tagging me on Twitter yesterday <laughs> saying like, ha ha, suck it, hater t- Hank. And I was like, what are you talking about? I picked them to win. I made a whole bunch of money last night. I don't. Let's go. Ah, Let's people. go. In uh, the third, we're going to get the inside scoop with Todd to see just how the Broncos pulled off that game but i said the broncos are back they're back in the season Mm -hmm. they're one game out of the playoffs they're actually not physically back from buffalo yet though they Mm -hmm. were supposed to stay in buffalo last night so that wasn't a surprise but then today their plane is malfunctioning so they actually have not left buffalo i think they're about to leave though now i was told it wasn't a big deal but uh this guy's probably want to get home they've been gone for a long time yeah it's about time to get home (laughs) you know everybody's wives are still waiting for them to celebrate and get to see their kids i know they're anxious to get home so hopefully they get back soon they get back soon and then tomorrow they have an off day we'll see that what that means for us in store Mm -hmm. but henry we haven't talked to you since the game last night we did see an appearance from you when you shotgunned a beer have you recovered because you were you were wet i i was really (laughs) wet because of that yeah that's not a strength of mine um yeah i was going through i'm not i'm not like hung over today but i was like huh i don't i don't i'm not like an a plus version of myself and i was like i had two beers at a tiny bit of that whiskey i was like what i was like oh yeah the shotgun at the end. Well, you shotgun like one fourth of the beat. <laughs> you did. That's fair. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the beat. <laughs> yeah. still, well, still on the carpet. Are those but the yeah. same pants as no, last night? Well, no, okay, okay. no, they're still probably all soggy. Um, yeah. The pants get soggy. Don't ask him. My, I was the one who food? just got soggy pants yesterday. Yes, they do. Food gets soggy. No, they they got you soggy. Didn't soil your pants. <laughs> I did not though. But or I was that his cover up? <laughs> he did soil down, his pants, and then he decided to you know dump beer on it as a cover up. Down in the bar, uh, so Kylie and Spencer brought the baby. With about a minute left in the game, the baby pooped all over Spencer. <laughs> so he watched the last minute of the game like just covered in baby shit. Oh, like not even in a diaper. Well, I mean, some was probably still in there, but yeah. a lot of it was not. Wow. Yeah. Does that just happen in parenthood, Todd? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how babies do it, but they manage, I think, like, <laughs> at least two out of every ten diapers. Like, the babies just miss the diapers. <laughs> like, the diaper's <laughs> on, and the diaper's secure, but they just find a way. That is impressive. Just uh, get around that diaper. Have you heard of, uh, like, when uh, people that don't know sports or aren't watching the sport... Uh, it's like a popular mm-hmm. social media thing where they hear like announcers talking about the sport, and a uh-huh. lot of times it's like sexual and stuff. Um, and it's like, whoa, that's that's weird that uh-huh. it sounds like that. <laughs> but like to people that are watching the sport, you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, it and uh, like when you said I was all wet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, that happened with uh, my wife and I with blowouts uh, just this past week. They were talking about blowouts on the TV. Blush. Uh-huh. She's like. That's it's just like a baby when they just poop everywhere uh-huh. and it gets everywhere. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a job. I would never think of that while watching wow. the sport. No. Wow. That is crazy. There's some guy. <laughs> no, I won't go. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't even realize that I hadn't like shared my thoughts. Um, do you want to? 
Yeah, but I don't honestly have a lot. I think it was just like a good win. You know, it looked a lot like how the Broncos have won when they've won in the past. You know, it's the, the defense winning, the offense putting the defense in good situations um, and just kind of complimentary football. That That's kind of how they've won for the past like five years whenever they've won games. And something Sean said a lot is you have to learn how to learn how to win a whole bunch of different types of games. So so we know that they can do that. Yeah, you get turnovers. You don't turn the ball back over to the other team. They haven't always done it when they get the opportunities. But um, not to say that doesn't make me more excited for like the future of this team. Any win against the Bills, especially on the road, is a great win. Yeah. Um, but you know there still are there are going to be games where you're going to need the offense to to score a bunch of touch, touchdowns to have multiple you know 75 yard touchdown drives um, to win games 31 28 instead of kind of grinding one out like this so i feel good about it um but it did look a lot like the old broncos yeah. an old broncos team that did win though an old bro what when you say old team what are you talking about uh you know when todd played yeah well with that that's, team, that's basically the there with that the team, todd davis era you say that uh you know the broncos are gonna have to eventually do it on offense and probably mm -hmm. but there are defenses that come around there are once a decade like the defense you were on, Todd, where yeah. you think that, you're like, this isn't sustainable. Yet every single week, the defense goes out and wins the game. And mm -hmm. does it quarters one through four, comes right. up with a big play in the fourth quarter, whatever it is, they just find a way to win. And the way the Broncos defense has played these past two weeks, you don't need the offense to do yeah. more. Now, you want the offense to do more, certainly, but maybe this defense is just that good mm -hmm. And nine takeaways, eight That's from crazy. the defense crazy. In, exactly. two, in the past two weeks. And Todd, you said after the Chiefs game, like the Broncos forced five takeaways, four on defense against the Chiefs. You said... That's not going to continue to happen. And I completely agree with you. Uh -huh. But they went out and got four yesterday. I mean, it is insane. And that was against Patrick Mahomes and Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. I know Josh Dobbs is hot right now, but he was just traded for a pick swap about 10 days ago. Yeah. If they're doing this to Mahomes and Allen, what could they do to Josh Dobbs and these other quarterbacks coming up? Yeah, it's very interesting, man, because I know that the turnovers are our key to success. And I want us to be able to ride the wave because at some point we're not going to get four turnovers. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we do. Maybe we get four turnovers every game and we just ride off into the sunset. But, um, you know, I kind of started thinking about, like, the 49ers and how well they started off the season. And they were getting a lot of turnovers. And then all of a sudden they stopped getting turnovers mm. and things kind of – they kind of, like, hit a brick wall. Yeah. And Brock Purdy didn't know how to adjust, mm -hmm. and then the team kind of just fell off. But I feel like we're in a better position than them as a team. But I, I definitely want to see us, like, execute at a high level when we don't have four turnovers. But if we can average yeah. one to two a game, I think we'll still have a very good chance of winning, you know, really the remainder of our schedule. Did yeah. you just say the Broncos are in a better position than the 49ers? Um, I feel like they have as more team, answers. Yeah. yeah. I think as a team, Ooh. because the 49ers, you know, they lost a couple people to injuries. I think for us, we're pretty healthy as a team. Very, and I think yeah. we are, you know, getting better as the season progresses. Just think mm -hmm. about that. The 49ers started the season 5-0. and yep. The Broncos started the season 1-5. and For you to be able to say that and not be absolutely crazy, just think about the turnaround yeah. that's happened. That's insane because it seemed like the 49ers were the best team in the NFL. It seemed like they were going to run the table. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people saying maybe the 49ers do run the table, go 17-0. And now the Broncos, it's not crazy to say that, Todd. I got to get some more hot takes. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's next? We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. The Super Bowl. We're there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, do th I think that 
I found a better way to explain it. There will be games where when you get to the 45-yard line and it's a fourth and six, you, you, the offense needs to go for that. Uh-huh. You know, because the analytics say, say in that situation you should go for it. And a few times last night, they punt those balls away. They get across the 50, and one was because it kind of moved backward. But in this sort of game, this defensive game, where you trust your defense to not let the Bills go all the way down the field, yeah, the offense doesn't have to try to convert a fourth and five there. But... In a game against the Lions, if that offense is clicking, in those situations, that's where you might need the offense to be able to step up and convert and keep drives alive and keep moving. Well, how about it, though? Fourth and two, second quarter, Uh the Broncos only up three points, up 3-0, decide to go for it on fourth and two from, what, their five or their ten or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Sean Payton said, I asked him today, and he said, I had no doubt about it. We were going to go for it. We had a great play Mm -hmm. call. And midway through that play... I wish I decided to kick the field goal <laughs> because just it looks so bad. Yeah, it was bad. But I mean, Russ should have been sacked. Russ should have been chased down yep. after already being sacked. He throws just a ridiculously perfect pass where it needed to be. The degree of difficulty was incredible. And Corton Sutton comes down with the catch of the year, arguably. <laughs> According to Next Gen Stats, that had a 3.1% chance of being completed. It's the most <laughs> improbable play that's ever happened since they started tracking things uh, in 2016. And uh, there's certainly some luck to that, some yeah. skill as well. But you do need some luck. You do need some balls to bounce your way because the Bills also literally had the ball bounce their way and they weren't able to take advantage mm-hmm. of that when James Cook's fumble fumbled right back into his arms. The Broncos didn't get all the breaks yesterday, but they yeah. still just found a way to want win. I know. That's what I was down there talking about it um, during the game. It, it felt like even though the Broncos had gotten so many turnovers, they were actually getting bad bounces. Like, the ball was bouncing the other way for the most part last night. And maybe by the end, you like, you look at a couple things and say, like, it evened out. But but it seemed like they got some bad luck in that game and still figured out. Like, like kind of like you said, like, they didn't play their A game. They, they had way more opportunities that they didn't take advantage of and mm-hmm. were still good enough. And I guess it's mostly on the back of those turnovers to come away with a win, which is pretty ridiculous coming out of Buffalo. Yeah, and I mean, just speaking of fighting through adversity and when Mm -hmm. things don't go your way to persevere, that sack that Russell Wilson had on the Broncos' final drive to make it second and 20 totally takes the team out of field goal range. That is one where the team last year crumbles. The the team in weeks one through six crumbles. They they don't overcome that. Russ probably gets sacked a second time or throws two Mm -hmm. incompletions and the game's over or they try a 70-yard field goal and it falls 10 yards short. Not this team, and this is finding ways to win from just draining clock out when they need mm-hmm. to to then having this massive drive that they need to him. There's a little help with some 12 men <laughs> on the field, definitely. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we didn't really talk about yesterday, which was a the main topping, talking point uh, in Sean Payton's press mm-hmm. conference this morning, the day after the game, that I want to get your guys' thoughts on. Were you worried at all about the way Sean Payton handled the end of the game when he decided to run the clock out, have Buffalo burn their timeouts, and the way it ended up was Sean Payton to run the clock all the way out. Mm -hmm. He took a knee on third down. Buffalo didn't have any timeouts, so the clock was running all the way. The Broncos had to send Mm -hmm. their hurry-up, hurricane, kick team, whatever you want to call it, out on the field, and so it's not like they had unlimited time. Mm -hmm. Was that something that worried you? Because it wasn't something that we talked about. No, I think it was the right move. I think when you look at like I said, that gunslinger of a quarterback, 
if he has time towards the end of the game, you're always nervous. I think it, yep. I was more so nervous for them, to, for them to get the ball back. So I love the you know the game plan to you know really run the clock out, and they had plenty of time, even though we call it hurry up. They weren't like rushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like because even when they kicked it, there was still four seconds left on the clock. They had plenty of time to get done what they needed to get done. Um, so I thought it was the right move. I think it was an excellent game plan because had they given um, Josh Allen the ball back with 30 seconds left and then you only got to get to the 45 yard yeah. line like that's a scary scenario well and sean brought up uh, the playoff game against the vikings when stefan diggs did exactly that against him you have yep. stefan diggs like you're playing with fire in the nfl when you give teams a chance at the very end of games especially when it's josh allen um yeah i mean it it is a tough decision you know it is plenty of time um and and it's something that happens pretty often. I mean, how how often does a drive end with a running play, running clock for some reason, and you've got to get the kick team out there? Like, that's typically, like, half of the time, half of the field goals, you're running the kicking unit on there. Like, it's rare you're calling a timeout before the kick. Um, the difference being... In hey, you're not running them out there, but you are, you're having them go out there. Exactly. Like, there is that running clock. The difference, though, is that... Instead of a 40-second clock, it's right, like the 27-second right. clock. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if it takes 17 seconds to make the change and you look at it from a purely, like, cold, rational, like, math, look, like, that's enough time, it's obviously the right decision, then you just have to throw in, like, do you worry about your kicker being flustered? On the flip side, do you feel like, as Sean said, you don't give him as much time to think about it, and mm-hmm. that might feel a little bit better just saying like yep just go out there kick the ball and we're good there's no standing over it there's no waiting there's none of that i do think that they rush that kick though yeah like there was more time for them to kind of settle down for a second um but yeah i mean it's it's an interesting decision but yeah. if it's if it's done right and you're running the ball you really should only be running on four guys because you have yeah, five alignment and two tight ends already in the game. Mm-hmm. You're only switching out a quarterback, two receivers and maybe a running back like it should be like a pretty easy swap you know yeah yeah a hundred percent and that's what Sean, i mean at one point sean you could almost hear him laugh be like this isn't as difficult as you guys are making it seem yeah. this is yeah. one of the first and, things we practice in training camp it's only a situation that you see what once every uh, maybe once a year once yeah. every two years just mm-hmm. weird that we saw it twice in one game mm-hmm. last night with the broncos but he said this is something that we're very comfortable with he said the cutoff time is about 17 seconds that's what you need and the broncos had 24 seconds yeah. so they had an extra seven seconds and like you said todd they also had an additional four seconds or three seconds because they kicked it early that maybe they do practice again this week and they mm-hmm. realize okay let's take one more breath and yeah. then also something that happens with this is if you practice it enough you shouldn't be stuck with 10 men on the field or 12 men on the field. But clearly, <laughs> if it could get the other team yeah. in trouble mm-hmm. if they don't practice it enough. And that's exactly what happened with the Bills. So uh, if, let's say, the the Broncos decide to uh, spike the ball mm-hmm. and kick the field goal mm-hmm. with 24, 30 seconds left, not only would that give the Bills the ball back uh, if the Broncos make it, but that probably allows the Bills to send 11 guys out there on the field. Mm-hmm. And then what happens if Will Lutz still misses the kick? Well, then the Broncos instantly lose the game. So, yeah. I mean, like, it, it played perfectly into the Broncos' hands in so many ways. And uh, I just got the feeling that because so many media members were asking about mm-hmm. it to Sean today that a lot of Broncos fans were freaking out about that. Yeah. So I wanted to test how you guys felt because I wasn't worried. It didn't look like they were rushing it at all. No, they they, they know what they're doing. They got it under control. It's funny for me because the Bills... 
um, I don't know how you get caught in that situation. Like when the offense practices it, mm-hmm. we're practicing it <laughs> right. as a defense yeah, exactly. to defend it. Yeah, it's a really good point. Well, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I do. I, it's. I I think that this is probably the most mad Sean Payton has ever been at Will Lutz, because. If Will just makes that first kick, nobody's ever talking about it. Nobody's saying, like, did Sean Payton almost cost him a game? Like, was this a terrible decision? Like, that storyline doesn't even exist if Will Lutz just makes that kick. Yeah. So, uh, I would not be, want to be Will around Sean Payton this week. <laughs> well, I don't know. Will might be Sean Payton's favorite player in that building. Um, I think maybe gets, not anymore. Especially, well, he made the he made it at the end. I'm curious how he, he talks about him this week, though. Yeah. Um, and, man, at one point near the end of the game, over at Bet365, the odds for the Broncos to win jumped to plus 720. And wow. I think a couple of people smashed it, and it immediately oh, fell to, wow. like, plus 220. Uh, and then... Uh, I believe as the Broncos were driving down the field, it got to like plus 150, uh-huh. plus 110. Be right before Russell Wilson sacked, the Broncos were minus 150. And then the sack happened, Broncos jump up to plus 140. And then obviously yep. from there on, the Broncos, the odds continue to go down. If you want to follow those live odds, check out our friends over at Bet365, where they have a deal where if you place a straight bet for your parlay and the winner goes up by 17 points, it doesn't matter. If that the team nice. blows it. And so let's say you bet the Bears money line against mm-hmm. the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Your bet would have paid out. Even or the though Broncos money line against the Commanders. It's very true. Both of those bets would have hit in a parlay despite the team coming back and losing. That's just one of the perks of bet three, six, five. And you can get $20 or more on same game parlays. You get a free $10 bonus bet. If you place a $20 bet of a same game parlay or any NFL Sunday game. So check them out. Use the code DNVR365 over at sign up over at bet365.com. Must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you're ready to turn your goals into greatness, check out our friends over at MSU Denver, the Roadrunners. Go Roadrunners. Let's go. They have courses available both online and in person. They have 90-plus majors, or you can create your own. You can achieve your goals at an affordable education. Uh, degrees range from business to hospitality, aviation to the arts, education to healthcare. You can start or restart your college education at MSU Denver. Uh, actually, spring 2024 applications are open, so check them out at msudenver.edu. All right. We've also got one awesome thing. Uh, we've told you guys about Splash Sports before, mm-hmm. but now we're in on Splash oh, Sports. Nice. In fact, all of us are all in yes. on it from now until the end of the season. You're going to find Todd's picks yeah. over at SplashSports.com slash DNVR. You're going to find Henry's picks, and you're going to find my picks. We're going to participate with you guys. So go to SplashSports.com slash DNVR for their Pick'em League, and here's how it works. It's $20 an entry. We're doing that as well. Up to 400 people can get in on this, and the winner, if we can get 400 people, the winner gets 5 thousand dollars second place gets one point four thousand dollars one uh almost uh one hundred and one thousand five hundred dollars that was yeah. tough third place gets seven hundred and twenty dollars and then fourth and fifth place will get free dnvr merch and we're gonna give payouts each week as well so 
Roll with us. Let's Get in splashsports.com slash DNVR each week. You're going to give your weekly picks for who's going to win in the NFL. We're going to be there so you can see how you stack up against us. Think we're stupid when we give out our AFC West <laughs> picks? Join in splashsports.com slash DNVR, or you can click the link in our description. This is going to be a fun one, so make sure to be rolling with us. Okay. Playoffs. Sean Payton said before the beginning of the season that he was going to be pissed off if this wasn't a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Boy, did he look silly at 1-5 and five a month ago. But since, the Broncos haven't lost. Yeah. We mentioned it last night. The Broncos at 4-5 and five mm-hmm. are one game out of the playoffs. After this coming week, the Broncos play the Browns, mm-hmm. who are currently in the playoff mix. Uh, they play the Texans, who currently have that final playoff seed. Mm-hmm. They get the Chargers twice, who are going to be in that mix, sitting with the Broncos at 4-5. and five. Mm-hmm. They're going to get the Raiders one more time, who are one game above them. Should the Broncos' expectations right now not be like, can they make the class? Because hell yeah, they can. They're one game back. Uh-huh. Should it be playoffs or bust? I think though, I think so. That should be their mentality. Um, I think anytime you hold, you know, the fate of your season in your hands, your mentality has to be kind of to shoot for the moon. And I think that mm-hmm. they have um, the capacity to do it at this point, and they're just getting better each week. Um, so why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not us? I was, it it kind of depends on what you mean by bust, though. Where okay. does bust mean this doesn't work? We're tearing it down. You know, moving on from receivers, moving on from Russell Wilson. Failure you know, of the season. I think it's always a failure. I think it's always a failure if you don't make the playoffs. So yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to be looking at the playoffs. I don't. I don't think that the past seven years it's always been a failure if the broncos don't make the playoffs i think at some point unfortunately the broncos uh, expectations changed uh-huh. this team this organization for decades was super bowl or bust todd yep. when you got here in 2014 and in 2015 mm-hmm. even in 2016 it's like eyes on the super bowl if you don't win it it is a disappointing season but after seven straight losing seasons having the longest drought tied with the jets for missing the playoffs yeah i think it changes to like I thought this year the expectations were like winning record, winning record, or close to it, eight and nine. That's enough of an improvement. You Uh, feel good, but winning record really would have been a success. But now you're here. Now you're one game out. Now you're the second hottest team in the NFL. Now you're the hottest team in the AFC. You're you're tied with the Eagles for the second longest winning streak. The Eagles in the NFL right now. And you just beat the Bills and the Chiefs after the Packers game. We all rightfully sat here and was like, this changes nothing yeah. about this team. After that win, it was still like they're in tank mode more than they are playoff mode. But you beat the Chiefs. You beat the Bills. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is this should be playoffs or bust. I think right now if the Broncos don't make the mm-hmm. playoffs, it's going to be disappointing from where they are. Yeah, from, especially from where mm-hmm. they are, from where they came from. Like They're the laughing stock of the NFL for a couple weeks, man. And uh, to get to this point, to really have changed the defense around, um, like I've never seen, I've never seen this kind of shift happen. No. So at this point, I think it is playoff or bu- playoffs or bust because they have done so much work, so much good coaching. Like, and that was just what five weeks ago. 
Yeah. Come on, man. I yeah. think in another five weeks, we should be in a very, mm. very comfortable position. And you know what? That's kind of the mentality that the, the players are taking, too. Uh-huh. Not just like the expectations are playoffs. And we heard Javante Williams after beating the Chiefs said, playoffs? No, we're looking at a Super Bowl <laughs> run. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people rolled their eyes. Might not be rolling their eyes as much now. Yeah. But uh, uh, Russell Wilson, after the game yesterday, he said these past couple of weeks, we've been playing some really good teams. To beat the Chiefs, to beat the Bills sets the standard of who we should be and who we can be and who we're going to be. And then today, talking to Alex Singleton, some guys after the game last night, they're saying, yeah, we're playing some really good football. We're Mm -hmm. beating some good teams, but we still have a long way to go. So the players aren't satisfied with where they are right Mm -hmm. now. And I think that just shows to to exactly what the mentality is of this team. I mean, they have a really long way to go. I mean, four and five is not a good record. Four and five... If you're just like an average team, you're saying you're four and five, you're disappointed. Like, it's just because the Broncos have kind of gone on this run that compared to one and five, four and five right. is incredible. So really quick, to put and, that in mm-hmm. perspective, the Chargers are four and five. How do you think they're feeling? Not good. Awful. Mm-hmm. Yes. How are the Bills feeling? They're five and five. Yeah, they're feeling really bad. <laughs> exactly. Now, to flip it, how are the Raiders feeling? They're five and five, just like the Bills. They're feeling good. They're feeling, they're feeling a lot better than yeah. the Bills, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the Broncos and Raiders trending in the right direction and these other teams have been just very disappointing because of the (laughs) up and down where the broncos were as bad as down bad as you can be now they're second oddest team and i think it matters who you beat yeah to have your wins because i know certain teams out there have good records but they haven't beat teams with a winning record yet so i think for Mm -hmm. the broncos to come out and beat two of the i guess powerhouse teams in the nfl back to back that four and five is very different than the other four and fives True. out there in the NFL. Definitely. But you look through like the New York Times, their projections, they have the Broncos with a 10% chance to make the playoffs. ESPN has their football power index, their advanced stat. They have a 5.9% chance the Broncos make the playoffs. It's a big uphill battle still to go. What, like, was, the, what, was, the, what was the projection that the Broncos beat the Chiefs? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The yeah it was like twelve percent, like seven, seven point. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What that about a parlay of those two? Yeah, what would that have been? What would those odds have been? Yeah, plus a million, definitely. <laughs> yep. And I mean, speaking of odds, over at Bet Three Six Five, the Broncos to make the playoffs, they're sitting right at about plus five fifty. So the still. odds still say, yeah. Oh. The odds. <laughs> he's yeah. pulling it out. <laughs> the odds still say, uh-uh, you're not making the playoffs. But I think these odds and the statistics, mm-hmm. I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think they take into account the one in five start, the historically bad defensive start, the massive turnaround the defensive side, the three game win streak, the two opponents that the Broncos just yeah. beat. I think they take mm-hmm. into account like the four and five record. And that's kind of what we're talking about is the Broncos four and five is a lot different, in my opinion, than the Chargers four and five. And they probably give the Chargers a better chance of making the playoffs. And I wouldn't do that right now. Mm-hmm. I give the Broncos a better chance uh, because of what they've done, the momentum they have. Right now, I think the Broncos are making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's more likely than not that the Broncos are playing their first playoff game since you were there, Todd, in yeah. 2015, since the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is on that one. Let's I agree go. with you. Oh, I, I mean, I like the bet at five plus five twenty-five. <laughs> so you gonna take it? Oh, I'll take that one. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd take the even odds that Zach is throwing out there. <laughs> that seems a little bit crazy to me. But yeah, I mean, they're playing good football. Like they're, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're, again, they're four and five. There's a bunch of teams right there. The the numbers just are not in their favor at this point. Um, but 
the fact that they're just alive and playing competitive football games, like that's that's a huge accomplishment on its own. Yeah. Like I don't think any of us thought that they'd be at this point playing games that actually matter. Remember, we were talking about yeah. that Chiefs game, the yeah. Chiefs games and the Raider game. Those are the only games that matter the rest of the season. Now, all of a sudden, that is just not true. We were wrong. I, I wrote that the season's dead. Dang. Nobody's thrown that to, like, old takes exposed or anything <laughs> like that. I will is, tell you the one thing that scares me, though. Okay. The only thing that scares me is the run defense. Yeah. I think that that is the last piece of the puzzle that we have to clean up mm -hmm. yeah. because if we get into a situation where we're not getting turnovers and teams are able to run the ball on us, I think that last night looks very different if uh, James Cook doesn't fumble in the first play. Yeah. Because then I think they're feeding him the whole night mm -hmm. and he's having a great night um, as opposed to the night that he had, which was still, he still had over 100 yards as a rusher. Yeah. And 12 they, like, carries, 109 and yards. And they sat him for a long time. Like they were pissed. <laughs> yeah. like, he was sitting on the sidelines. So at least like midway through the third, I yeah. mean, second quarter. Oh, so wow. I do feel like that's like the last piece of the puzzle. But overall, especially with the pass defense, I feel pretty good about the team. But. Run defense is so important. It's Spot come on. and gone, yeah. yeah. There have been too many times where it's disappeared. The and Broncos, last night was one of them. The Broncos' run defense was historically bad. We had never seen this bad of a Broncos' run defense. In fact, mm -hmm. we had never seen this bad of a run defense for a three-game stretch in NFL history. Uh -huh. They gave up mm -hmm. over 750 yards in a three-game stretch earlier this season. Then it all of a sudden just changed and was, like, great. And last night, just like you guys said, they gave up almost 200 rushing yards, and... There's a reason that the Bills fired their offensive coordinator this morning. Yeah. Um, it probably to take a, a little bit of heat off Josh Allen, but it's because Josh Allen was really bad last night. He, and yeah, James he was Cook terrible. was great yeah. outside of the fumble, which is big, but he was great. 10 yards per carry. And you only rush him 12 times? Well, what are you doing? They're putting Latavius in there, and Latavius is running for 7.6 a carry. Yeah. And, like and, and so how many times did they run? He was uh, running through the mud. They had 26 carries, 26 passes. You got to run more than that. That's dead even, though. That's like. If you're averaging eight yards per carry, uh, it should not be dead even. If you're running for five uh, yards yeah. per carry, sure, you can make the case it could be even. But just how often do you see a team run more than they pass the in a Broncos, game at this the point? The Broncos, the past two <laughs> weeks. Well, yeah, the Broncos have. I mean, it's just, that's just so rare. <laughs> um, and Todd, do you want the good news or the bad news when it comes to run defense for the Broncos? Uh, let's start with the good news. Let's start with the good news. Okay, the Minnesota Vikings. Their opponent next week and their opponent in three weeks, which is, uh, who is it? Why can't I think? It's the Vikings, Browns, and then. Lions. Uh, no, it is Lions not the Lions. Lions are after? It is, yeah, Lions are in like five weeks from now. Oh, my gosh. Is it Chargers? I was just, no, the Chargers are in four weeks from now. Patriots, Browns, oh, so Texans. That, I guess um, I have the thing right here. Texans, Texans, Texans. That's okay. it. Um, so the Browns and the Texans. So two of the oh, next yep. three opponents, not the Browns. The Vikings and the Texans, two of the next three opponents, are bottom 10 rush teams. Good. They don't run well. They don't even like to run. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vikings are really bad running the ball outside of Josh Dobbs, which we'll talk about tomorrow and Thursday. Um, they don't try. So I think that really helps the Broncos. Bad news is the Browns, even without Nick Chubb, second best rushing team in the NFL. So if the Broncos want to win that game, yep. they can't be allowing 200 rushing yards because you know what? If they're allowing 10 yards per carry, 8 yards per carry, they're not going to run day. 26 times and pass 26 times. Yeah. They're going to run the ball 40 times and pass 12 times to not let Deshaun Watson turn the ball over. Um, and speaking of odds really quick, um, how about this? The 4-5 and five Broncos over at Bet365 plus 525 to make the playoffs. The Chargers, who also have a 4-5 and five record, plus 210 wow. to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
the value is not even close. Broncos way more valuable. It's just because Justin Herbert, he's been getting all this hype yep. all year. So people just still want to bet on the name. How about this, though? The Raiders, who are one game better than the Broncos or have one more win than the Broncos, Vegas just hates the Raiders, which is awesome. Plus 700. They have worse odds <laughs> of making the playoffs than the Broncos. And then those Bills, who the Broncos just beat, plus 175. Wow. People want to believe in the Bills. People want to believe in them. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting with all those. There's just so much that goes into it. Um, hopefully, like if you're making the bets, hopefully everything is skewed against the Broncos because of that Dolphins game. Like it, that's sure. kind of just the question with all of the models and all of that stuff is how much weight they put into that and how quickly does it fade away? Like how quickly are they just looking at like the last three games, the last five games, you know? So it is interesting with all that stuff. So um, Henry, are the Broncos going to make the playoffs? No. I mean, oh, they're four quick. and five. Like they're sitting right here. I can't, <laughs> I can't say yes. I can't say it's better than 50, 50, but I mean, they're alive. They have, they have a chance that the opportunity's right there for them. Five to one odds. I'll take the bet. Where would you not take the bet? What odds? Two to one? Yeah, I'm not doing that. Three to I one? I think the three to one's right around that line. Three to one. Okay, yeah. so you do like the 500 value, yeah. but you don't like the 50-50. No. Todd, you taking the 50-50? Because I'll take it. I think they make it. Remember, Ooh. you picked the bills this week. You got to you gotta you, recover you from that. You just had to say that. Oh, yeah. Which means... I was on the positive train. You're officially a hater and not a realist, too. Wow. wow. That's tough. That's tough. They're not going to get these people to turn against yeah. me. <laughs> these, are, these are my people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 50-50 um, is tough. I love uh, yeah. the 500. I love the 500. Yep. I love it. Dude, would you like 200? Two to one. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's you tough. like it, was it more close. than Henry, uh, and uh, I like them the most to make the playoffs. And man, for this playoff run, you're going to want some Breckenridge Distillery. We've got it on our set, as always. And they've got multiple types of whiskey that you can try. Bourbon, I should say. They've got the Ed McCaffrey blend, the Alfred Williams blend. And if you want to try both of these, go to Breck Breckenridge Distillery.com. <laughs> Check out your local liquor store to find it, and you can vote. And they're also giving you two tickets, giving away two tickets to the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite, which is so cool. It's like mm -hmm. unlimited food, unlimited drinks, and you get to go to the Broncos game. They're giving away those tickets for the New Year's Eve game. No better way to celebrate New Year's than by going to see the Broncos beat the Chargers in a meaningful game, which it looks like it's going to be yeah. mm -hmm. getting free, unlimited mm -hmm. alcohol and food, and then just kicking your night off for the New Year like that. So how you get in, Post a picture to Instagram and Facebook using the hashtag Broncos Bourbon. They're going to select their winners on December, or they're narrowing it down on December 1st. So get in on that and check out BreckenridgeDistillery.com. And if you're going to that game, you're going to want some Shady Rays because even in December, it's ridiculously sunny here. Um, it's actually almost brighter in the winter because you get the snow, mm -hmm. and so you get like the reflections and all that. Um, Shady Rays is awesome. They're super affordable uh, sunglasses that are polarized. They, they they feel like they should be way more expensive. Um, they're an independent company. It's a world-class product. We all wear them here. Um, and they've got durable frames, clear optics, all of that sort of stuff. They've got all the different styles that you could be looking for. Uh, so if you're like looking for a pair just to keep in your car, uh, because it is Colorado, that's a great idea. Um, you can actually get 50% off, though, if you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Um, so you can head down to their store at uh, the Park Meadows Mall, 
Or you can just go to ShadyRays.com and use that code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs. So, how, Todd, how good was the uh, Broncos Super Bowl 50 defense? Pretty pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. pretty dead. Like, not just one of, if not the best defense in Broncos history, but one of the best defenses of all time. Yeah. The Broncos defense in the past two games has done something that not even that group did, forcing four turnovers in back-to-back games. It's the first time they've done that since 1991 yep. and 1992, which is wild. None of us were born then if they did it in the 91 season. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, I was born in 92. <laughs> yeah, wow. me too. And Henry was born in 2002? 97. Oh, 97. Okay. Yeah, almost, I'm not almost. a child. Um, that just shows how insane this defense has been. And what makes it even crazier is just they give up 70 points yep. in week three. Just wild. Um, mm-hmm. Quick PSA. Did any of you guys park on the street? No. Okay, good. Because it's street sweeping. Want to uh, make sure. Gonna have to send you out to move good. the car. So, but good. That's, but don't yeah. have to worry about that. Instead, Todd, <laughs> what comment was pulled up on the screen earlier? Uh, something about Hank being a hater. <laughs> yeah, another one of those. Hater Hank back at it again. Also, just got tagged in the uh, old takes exposed. This is how uh, oh, but because I brought it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you essentially asked people yeah. to do Basically it. Basically, did. Yeah. There we go. What a day. I'll show you guys I'm not a hater. Look, I'm putting my money where I'm out this. Boom. So I'm giving away two tickets to this Vikings-Broncos game. We're going to post a video after the show telling you guys how to get it. But it's going to be two free tickets. And we're going to give out two tickets to the tailgate and a PS2 shirt. Hank ain't did nothing for you guys, but I got you guys covered. <laughs> wow. Don't worry. Wow. Watch out for the video. It's going to be two free tickets, and you won't want to miss the Broncos beat the Vikings. Are you kidding me, Todd? This is the coolest thing. Got you guys. And I, you talked about this like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, why are you doing it? You're just like, love the people. Want to do it. So <laughs> it's just come from the kindness of your heart. That's the coolest thing. That is the coolest thing. Hank, you want to open up your wallet? Come on, Hank. You want all that money Actually, off the Broncos? I haven't, I haven't yeah. found my wallet. My wallet's been missing for like four days. Wow. I think I left it in Westminster. Like excuses. Well, that is my excuse for now, yes. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll work on something for the future. All right, right guys, so I'm doing a giveaway. If you find Hank's wallet, you get to keep everything inside what? of it. That's, yeah. not yeah. 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 That's so generous. Oh, my uh, goodness. He's not generous. Um, for all that generosity coming from Todd, hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. We got to 1,000 likes yesterday. Hank mm-hmm. spoiled himself. No, soil. No, what'd you say? I didn't you spoil. I didn't you spoil. So- you soggy didn't yourself? No. Yeah, I got soggy. Yes. Yes, he oh got goodness. soggy because of it. Uh, hit us with some thumbs up. We really, really appreciate it. You know what you could do? What? I was just checking out Bet365. You parlay the Broncos make the playoffs with the Nuggets to beat the Clippers tonight. Clippers never w- win mm. with like the what, 0-4 with Harden. Yep. It's plus 872. Wow. Just steal extra juice. Man, those are the weird bets you like. Yeah. You like taking like a future bet and doing it with something tonight. Yeah. 872 is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 572 yeah. is, or 525 is nice, but it's not crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. true. So there, there's a wild Hank bet. All right. Let's get into something I know everyone loves. Let's get into the inside scoop. Todd can break down another winning performance with us. One of my favorite segments of the week where Todd gives us the nitty gritty on how the Broncos pulled off the seven and Mm -hmm. a half point upset here. Todd, where are we starting with this one? Uh, This is going to be uh, the play that really, I guess the second play that really got the game going. This is the interception uh, by Justin. 
um, just mm. creating a big play. You know, they're playing a version of of cover three once again. I think the the Bills do a great job of creating this nice little pocket uh, for Josh Allen, but it doesn't matter because we have the best safety in the mm. entire NFL in the back go. end. And this is how this is how picks happen. Is this the next play? Is this the right play? Look at you! Look at you here getting, wow. getting nice with it. <laughs> look, look, look what a win does. Exactly. Wow. So this is how picks come. I mean, you got tips and overthrows. What I really like on this play is they're playing a cover version of cover three. So you got this hook player and uh, Alex Singleton, and he does a great job of reading his eyes. So I think Josh Allen he actually rifles this ball more than he wants to because he has time if he wants to, you know, put it on Gabe Davis without it being a rifle. But he absolutely zips this thing in there because Alex Singleton was playing hook over here and floats his body back off the eyes of Josh Allen, which is what they teach you in cover three, reading good eyes. And I think that is why the ball was fired so hard and Gabe Davis wasn't able to hang on to it and the end result was Justin Simmons getting the interception and I think these are huge plays because the Bills are driving on this drive yep. they're making good yards they're putting plays together and if we don't get this interception this is at least three points uh, for the Bills and then who knows we might lose this game but because of interceptions because of turnovers we find a way to win the game yeah and Todd that mm -hmm. easily could have Still been the exact same play, just yep. a dart that goes through Gabe Davis's hands and falls incomplete. And the Bills are at least getting a field goal there. And let's say Gabe Davis does catch that and turns it into a touchdown. Yep. Then the Broncos are down 7-3. And uh, we haven't seen Sean Payton stick with the running game when the Broncos aren't in control of a game. The Broncos ran the ball 30 times or 40 times compared to 20 passes against the Chiefs. Ran the ball 40 times compared to 30 passes against the Bills. But they, they were dominating. They were owning both of those games pretty much from the start to the end. And so it's easy to play your formula of football. Um, and so how do you prevent that from getting out of hand? Well, you make plays on defense like this. Making mm -hmm. big plays. Making big plays. All right, this is the second quarter. Starts the second quarter. We got third and four on a crucial drive for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're doing they're doing good driving down the field, but this is where Russ becomes Russ, and he's really start playing at his best. So the Bills have a pretty good defense lined up. They're in man to man, and they have a spy right here giving help. Um, but one of the things that Sean was telling Russ is like, hey, if it's not there, take off and run. Mm. And when you see the O-line give great protection right here, they create this pocket. They push everybody by. And what Russ has the ability to do is that if you don't have a D lineman that's here spying or this guy gets too deep in his spy, there is nothing but open field right here that Russ can really take advantage of. Mm. And this is where he's able to be his best. This is third and forward. You guys are driving down the field. If you get a sack here or hold the ball too long, the drive is over. But instead, Russ finds the open grass and is able to, you know, scramble for 10 yards. And look at look at this field. He ends up sliding here, which I feel like he could have got a couple more yards. <laughs> but, you know, better safe than sorry. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. <laughs> I was ready for him to lay his shoulder into this guy. Um, but this is what Russ is good at. And this is what this is really hard as a defense to defend because everybody's out in their zone. Everybody's out in coverage. And there's just this gaping hole left by the D line because the O lineman knows like, hey, make them go around you. You don't have to, you know, be the best O lineman or best blocker in the league. But if these guys go around you, Russ is going to have a great Oh, uh, great running lane to run through and find space. And that's what I love about Russ's game right now. And that's just something that Nathaniel Hackett last year told Russ, like, no, look through all five-year progressions. Yep. 
and then maybe you can mm-hmm. run. I love that Sean is not doing that. In fact, like you said, you read the lips on the sideline. He's telling him, just just take off if it's there, and boom, it was there. One more thing I loved about this play. This was the first time I noticed Von Miller in the game, and I noticed it because of how Garrett Bowles just played right into him. Uh, Garrett Bowles, Von Miller is lined up over Garrett Bowles on this play, I believe. Uh, Von tries to take off. Uh, be, and get behind Garrett Bowles, and Bowles just said, okay, if you're just going to speed rush, yep. I'm just going to push you all the way downfield. And it was a great by. play. Yep. There it is. I mean, nice look at all that space. room. It's too much room. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. And this is the same plays that start happening towards the you know third and fourth quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. Now they decided, okay, we're going to leave a spy here, and then this is where all those flips to Samaje start coming. Mm-hmm. It's literally unguardable. Yep. You can't account for both of us. <laughs> so I think when Russ is able to use his legs, the Broncos are very, very deadly. See, I stepped, is... I stepped up my game too, Todd. You can tell you have a lot more screenshots in there, that you, things you actually want to see. Yeah, you're doing good, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, do you know who the third leading receiver is on the Broncos? It's a running back. There's a running yeah. back. Yeah. There's a running back. Uh, it's Samaje. It's the Broncos' third running back. Yeah. How crazy yeah. is that? That's the thing, though, is he's not the third running back by, like, snaps. Yeah. Like, he's still getting more snaps than Jaleel. It's just weird that they never hand in the ball. He has, like, what, like, four carries this season, but, yeah. like, 30 catches? And it's when Jaleel's on the field, he's getting the ball. Yep. And when he's and when he's not <laughs> yeah. going to get the ball, he's just simply not on the field. Yeah. yeah. I think Samaje is the best... I guess pass protecting black yep. back, which also makes him dangerous um, in the passing game because he's so good at breaking tackles. I think mm-hmm. he has Javante S to mm-hmm. him and his ability to evade blockers, break tackles, and get those really really crucial yards. This is fourth and two. This is the great touchdown oh, to Cortland. Um, you got man to man, and Cortland just simply runs Ooh. away from his guy. But the great thing about this is Russell Wilson um, really does a great job of making Lawson. Lawson, that's the name, right? Yep. Uh, miss. He should have been sacked right here. Yep. Um, he does a great job of giving him a little shake and bake <laughs> yeah. and then being able to flip his hips and find Cortland for an absolutely stellar catch. I mean, he's dragging his toes <laughs> now. Like, he doesn't even have the ball yet. This is a phenomenal catch by Cortland, yep. and I think this is what Cortland does best. I mean, he has seven touchdowns already this season, and all of them, I feel like, were miraculous plays. Yeah. Like, they yeah. weren't easy by any means. It's him during the scramble drill with Russell Wilson. I feel like they have a great connection because, you know, this, his route is probably supposed to stop somewhere in this area, mm-hmm. but he sees Russell continue to run and just continues to run away from his guy, knows where the sideline end is because he's a smart wide receiver, and he makes great plays. So, had to highlight this one because Russell and Cortland have a great connection right now. I love this. Look at I that. mean, look at that. That is insane. <laughs> and you see that play start at the eight yard line. Russ is at like the 21 or yep. the 22. The play is totally busted. Mm-hmm. And he just, that is vintage Russ right there. And uh, you mentioned the toe drag. He was doing it before the ball even got there. I don't know. If, I'm sure it's happened before. I don't remember any time that I've ever seen that before. Just what incredible football IQ from Sutton there. I mean, even Javante's trying to get a look at it. Like, how, did, how are you doing that, man? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Oh, this next one. This is uh, some elite DB play. I'm sure my mm. boy TJ, who was on the show yesterday, uh, Chris would have loved this one. This is Faber Monroe. Uh, absolutely doing a great job in coverage. Um, they're playing cover three once again, and he is just doing a great job staying on the chop shoulder of Stefan Diggs. And Josh Allen forces this throw. I think they're trying to get uh, Stefan going, and 
Fabian does a great job of jumping this route. He stays top shoulder, and then once he sees the ball throw, he jumps this route. And I think this is excellent DB play. This is something that the Broncos didn't have the first couple of weeks of the season. And shout out to him. I think he's done a great job coming on and really making his presence felt. I don't know what's going on in that DB room. Um, but they are finding a way to get their hands on the ball and, and create turnovers, and they're doing a great job of it right now. I think the uh, one bad thing about what's going on in this DB room is the Broncos should lose their defensive backs coach, Christian Parker, after this year. I mean, he's already, for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. kind of been that guy that's you know almost getting interviews for defensive coordinating jobs. Mm-hmm. He absolutely should be a defensive coordinator after this year because you just look at what he's been able to do throughout the years. But then this year, I mean, Jaquan McMillan, next Chris Harris Jr., potentially. Fabian Moreau comes out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. is now, I thought he was going to fall off after his first good game. I was like, okay, well, against the Chiefs, they're probably going to pick him apart. Okay, and then this game for sure, when Stephon Diggs, they put him over there to to move him away from Pats or 10. No, Fabian Moreau's playing incredible. Really good. I like... (laughs) I'm now questioning if there's going to be a drop-off, which is just amazing. That's what it feels like for the whole team. We keep waiting for them like, <laughs> yeah. to fumble the bag yep. or like, fall off a cliff, and they, they continue to come ready to play, man. It's, yeah. it's really inspiring. I think this week is going to be the big test because you've got, obviously, uh. Justin Jefferson, but also Jordan Addison is playing incredible football. Like K.J. Osborne just yeah. makes play after play after play. Yep. T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, too. Yeah, there'll be some situations. So... Obviously, like nothing but good things to say about Fabian Jaquan to this point. If you make it through that game and you look the way you have, they might actually have a pretty great secondary that they can trust yeah. going forward. And here's some reason for hope, even though I do agree with you that the the Vikings from player mm-hmm. one to five, like receiving wise, including Hawkinson in there, are maybe the best in the NFL. They've got Josh Dobbs. Maybe the sure. magic continues another week because he has played great the first two weeks. But again, the Cardinals benched Josh Dobbs yep. for uh, undrafted rookie making his first NFL mm-hmm. start. Like, Josh Dobbs wasn't great three weeks ago. Yeah. So uh, there's reason to believe that the Broncos' defense is going to give him a lot of fits. I think they'll come with it. Yeah. They'll come yep. ready to play. Me yeah. too. Speaking of the Broncos' defense, I think this play, you know, isn't really highlighted enough. We talk about the four turnovers. Mm. Um, to me, this is a, actually another turnover. You got fourth down in the NFL. When you take the ball away, you it's like getting a pick right here. And now your offense has the ball, and they have the ability to go score. Personally, as a defender, I hate the new analytics. When, when I came <laughs> in the league, there was like one or two head coaches. <laughs> yep. Like maybe Andy Reid likes to go for it. No. Uh, maybe your boy at the Eagles like to go for it. But, yep. but besides that, if you get a team the fourth and one, oh, they're putting the ball. Yeah. Like we're off the field. But now everybody loves to go for it. You hate so, it from a defender's perspective because it just gives the offense that one more yeah, chance? Yeah, because you actually got to defend for four <laughs> yeah. plays. Yeah. Like before, you knew like three. We need three good yeah. plays, and we're off the field. Like now it's, it's tough on defenses. But – the Broncos step up. Um, let me go back here. Uh, they're manned up here. They're trying to have everybody lined up. You see Justin Simmons has a man. Um, everybody's manned up, and they're playing great defense. They're able to flush Josh Allen out the, out the pocket. I know we didn't get to him to get to him a lot, but I feel like we affected him on the plays that mm-hmm. counted and the plays that matter. He ends up scrambling and trying to find Justin's man, and he creates a really bad throw. And this is a great play, I feel like, for the defense because getting off the field on fourth down when it's literally like make or break. um, They were putting together some good plays again on this drive and the defense finds a way to get off the field. So not just the four turnovers, you got plays like this. 
um, and small plays that really helped the Broncos really win this game. Yeah, and you're right. I'm sure Vance is, is telling his guys, man, we actually had five turnovers because yep. we're going to count that one. Zach Allen did a great job getting mm-hmm. pressure there. And then field position. Yep. The Broncos got the ball in Bill's territory because of the Broncos defense right there. Yeah, it's all yeah. about field position. Like When you're able to start in your opponent's territory, like that most of the time it leads to points. I don't think it led the points right there. Uh, so I think I think that's maybe one more area we need to clean up a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. the run game, mm-hmm. and then it's also capitalizing when our defense does give mm-hmm. us the ball because we have four turnovers on six points. Like, we got to yeah. do better in that area because we should have mm-hmm. blew the Bills out yep. with that many turnovers. They had yeah. a couple of those, like, those short punts where they could have gone for it on fourth down. And so, like, that obviously not an excuse. Like, you just pick it up in three plays and keep moving. But it... it it's tough for an offense when they're not given those opportunities. And it all worked out great. I pulled these numbers yesterday. Um, yeah, on average, the Bills started their possessions at their own 24. The Broncos started at their own 41. Crazy. Like, that's a huge difference. Yeah. And it's because of the, the, I mean, the defense, obviously. The offense consistently getting a couple of first downs and flipping the field. And then Marvin Mims yep. and, and the kicking game. Like Speaking of it, Marvin Mims, great. Oh. here he is right here. And this is why another reason why the Broncos were so successful, you talked about it, is field position. If you can start with the ball on the 41-yard line, like that will lead to points <laughs> yes. and a lot of points. And this is him just making a play. This is a 31-yard return in the third quarter. The game is tied. Like This is a super important return, and he just finds a way to make guys miss. This is not blocked perfectly. You see that he has to, you know, I think this was a tackle, this was a tackle. I think this guy... Um, Tries to get his hands on him, but he is just like, I'm not going down. Mm. You got to find another way. And he's able to break this out to the right side and get the Broncos into really, really good field position. Like I said, this was not blocked up good, but this is all Marvin Mims saying, I'm Mm -hmm. better than you. You're not going to take me down, and I'm going to find green grass. And I know that the Broncos really benefited from the field position from the turnovers, but Marvin Mims had a fantastic night again last night. No touchdowns, but these are the kind of plays that really put your, your team in a position to win. Please get him some good touches on offense. He doesn't even need it. Just keep doing this. If you can keep doing this, that's all we need. Man, it is a mistake for teams to kick to him, whether it's in the punt game, whether it's in the kickoff game. Every team should just say we're kicking it out of the end zone on kickoffs, and we're going to try to just pin you on the sideline with with punts because he's just so good. It's sad, but I feel like that moment's coming. Yeah. Like where they're just going to be kicking (laughs) it on the sideline. Like. It is what it is, man. But he's earning it because he's that dominant. He is. And then mm-hmm. Sean's going to have to get him the ball on yeah. offense because teams <laughs> aren't letting him and he do actually it on defense. improved his average teams. last night. Took it from 20.1 to 20.7. Still man. first in the NFL on punt returns. Yeah, man, Marvin Mims is primo. <laughs> and if you want a primo sandwich, check out our friends over at Primo Hoagies where you can go there for lunch today. You can go there for dinner, take the family, or... If you want a party tray, you can order it in advance for your football watching this weekend, whether you're watching college ball, whether you're watching the Broncos on Sunday night, you probably don't want to cook for that game. So just get a tray, a party tray over at primohogies.com where they've got delicious sandwiches. I mean, we had a couple people tag us over the weekend. Every single sandwich from there looks incredible. Mm -hmm. Their menu is huge and they've got multiple locations in Denver and Centennial. So check them out over at primohogies.com to find their locations and to order that order that party tray. It's not just a hoagie, it's a primo. And if you've been hurt or seriously injured and you weren't at fault, 
call our friends over at Backus and Shanker. If you were at fault, you better hope that you are not going against Backus <laughs> and Shanker because they will take you down because they win for their clients. They've been winning for clients in Colorado for over 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients to be specific. Um, and they have a really great uh, thing that they do where you don't pay any money until they win money for your case. Uh, and they have offices all around Colorado, including Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. So give our friends over at Backus and Shanker a call. If you've been in any kind of accident, including a uh, car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian, truck, smash the two, 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 two. Reach out to our friends over at Backus and Shanker. It's criminal how many mm -hmm. people we have watching and how few likes we have. We might have Come to send Backus and Shanker after you guys. Hit us with a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. It's free. Just like Backus yes. and Shanker, free. Hit us with a thumbs up. We really appreciate mm -hmm. it. It helps us out a ton. Also, check out, you want Pastor Tan shirt? We've yes. got them in stock. If you want one, click the link in our description. Go to the DNVR locker to find everything <laughs> there. And also, just uh, restock on those as well. We just restocked on the Pats or Tent. Dang, we just wow. got them, and yep. now we're restocking already. Wow. I love it. So I pulled up the uh, kick return stats. The current kick return average leader is a former Bronco. Can you guess who it is? As the Chiefs. Nope. Oh. Montreal Washington. No, that's it's a good guess. Um, Wrong position. Deontay Spencer, I heard... Uh, is having a baby soon, so uh -huh. I, I, well, yep. not him, so but not him. Nope. his wife. Still um, wrong position. Wrong position. Yeah. So it's a so it's not a wide receiver. Oh, it's not a wide receiver. Uh, it's Andrew, Andrew Beck. Uh, Andrew Beck. Uh, what he has an 85 yarder. Yeah, that's yep. a great trivia question. only return. <laughs> Mims is uh, sixth, and four of the five in front of him have only had one return, so they wouldn't even qualify for the stats. He's going to be the AFC's like Pro Bowler returner. Should be. Which that's, is pretty cool. That's crazy. It is. It's and so I mean, cool. I think Tremont Smith is making a pretty big case to be the like the special teamer too. Uh huh. So, dang. I will, dang. We'll see. We'll Broncos see. special teams good this year. How about that? And the special teams yeah. actually, I mean, the kicking game not good yesterday, but they still had the game winning kick, mm -hmm. which has got to yeah. feel good for Will Lutz. Like, how do you even grade the special teams yesterday? They screw up the two extra points. Yep. Um, I guess it was the no. It was special teams who jumped off sides and so the bills went for the two-point conversion so that they basically mm -hmm. cost three points yeah so it's like missing a field goal but you have these massive returns so i wonder how many points that's worth yeah uh, yeah todd what, what's this game one. like for for will lutz in terms of what's the equivalent for an inside linebacker um probably a missed tackle that run gives a run like like 30 35 mm -hmm. yards and they uh you know get a touchdown out of it yeah yep. and then some way towards the end of the game you force a fumble that puts our offense yep. on like the 10 yard line <laughs> yeah like that's kind of like how the game went then how do you feel after the game all i'm thinking about is the force fumble yeah so you're good you're good you're, <laughs> you're, watching, good you're watching film just like <laughs> yeah. skip over the first yeah. leg to get to that first fumble that's all you're when the about. coach is yelling at you for that first one you're like yeah let's continue let's exactly. let's get to Keep the going. end <laughs> um, okay let's get to the comments we've got a lot of super chats rolling in right now yeah here oh we have one super chat i should say um from our guy foster z foster says Hank, the cat's about to smoke uh, no. those scarf-wearing boys from Missoula. No, that's... Can you respond? Yeah, they're all hype. Like, there's... that. That's why Montana State is, like, way up there in the rankings. I don't know. Had a good season last year, whatever. But coming into this year, it's like South Dakota State's number one. But Montana State, you know, right there. Meanwhile, what? Montana State's one and two against teams with winning records. 
Congrats, guys. Like, they're not that good. It's all it's all just hype with those guys. Meanwhile, Montana's built a pretty sick football team. And for those who don't pay attention, so Montana's number three right now. Uh, Montana State's number four. First time this has ever been a top five matchup. Or first in the past 60 years since uh-huh. the Big Sky started. Also the first in the past 60 years that this has decided the outright Big Sky Conference title. And then whoever wins will jump number three and go to number two. Home field until the championship against SDSU. You want to say this to Alex Singleton's face? Montana State, they're not a real team. All they do is run the ball. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, you want to say this to Alex Singleton's face? I'll say it to his face. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I haven't checked. I know going into last week, Montana had the number one run defense in the country. It's like 80 yards a game or so. And I can't. They should still be number one, I'd imagine. If not, they're top five. We're clipping this. Sending it to Alex. Oh, uh, you, uh, I have plenty to say to Alex. We've already been talking. Uh, I asked Alex today about uh, his near interception. He says, man, I got to practice my uh, my toe tapping, toe tap. and I have zero spatial awareness. <laughs> <laughs> better get in there with Cortland. Yeah, exactly. Uh, teach him. Talk about the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Actually, was it, it was uh, George Pickens Thursday Night Football two weeks ago, I think, um, where, do you guys remember the play? He was in the end zone, had like, Oh, Two yeah. yards and mm-hmm. only got one foot in. Yep. That was like, Alex Singleton, <laughs> fine, you're a linebacker. You barely get interceptions. You probably never practice toe tap. I mean, do you practice that? No, you yeah, don't. Okay. Not often, so you don't practice it. But a receiver not being able to do it? Yeah. That's bad. Cortland yeah. showed him what's up last night. Uh, Alex is so close. It was it, like that was That's a true. tough one That's too. It was like close. it was it was a ways out of bounds, and he was like jumping in order to get yeah, it, so he's yeah. high off the ground. Yeah, he came closer than I would have expected, <laughs> which isn't like a shot, but like <laughs> that was definitely I, I, a I, shot. No, no, no. I think I, he gave it a good effort. That's a better way to phrase it. That's a better way to phrase it. That was a great attempt. Henry, Henry's getting a little scared. I'm not scared it. at all. Somebody's scared. <laughs> we got a couple questions on the website. It says Nash Bronco says so much to talk about with this game, but I think the win comes down to one thing coaching the visor managed the game while stuck to the run and running the ball and had his guys prepared shout out to vance joseph i suggested they leave him on the tarmac in miami and i was wrong also hate to say it but after all the von talk last week he was a non-factor love him but i'm glad this wasn't his breakout game yeah i agree hopefully you save that for next week it's kind of sad in some ways like you want for von like Uh you know it's a big one but i don't know definitely not worth the broncos losing the game over that's for sure no, not at all. Yep. KW7 says, what's good, Broncos country? Woke up in a state of pure ecstasy this morning. That go out and pound your chest kind of mood. I know this might be the win uh, talking, but trading that first rounder for Sean is actually worth it, in my opinion. <laughs> the win versus the Chiefs and this win versus the Bills 100% is the best two weeks in the last eight years. And it's only because of him. Can't believe after the start of the season, we're talking playoffs, baby. Give Vance Joseph his damn flowers. <laughs> Hashtag Broncos country. Let's ride. It's so crazy how everything is just swapped in a couple weeks. <laughs> it is crazy. It is. Some of those are the, like, just have to remember all these feelings. And, yeah. th- like, next year, like, either when they're 5-1 and one, we're saying, like, oh, they're winning the Super Bowl. Just be like, okay, they're, they're, they're good. We'll see how things go. Or if they're 1-5, it's like, no, not over yet. It's just got to be patient. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. if the Broncos finish the season like the Lions last year, uh-huh. let's say they get the winning record, mm-hmm. just miss the playoffs, but they finish the season like what, that eight and two or something crazy like that. The Lions then started this season five and one, mm-hmm. six and one or something. 
I don't think anyone in Detroit was saying, well, let's just see how the season plays. No, they're all I, saying Super Bowl. No, Lions fans, Lions fans no, are not confident. No, 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 Lions no. fans <laughs> have been living the, like, no. That is the saddest group of people. You, they, still, they're, they're, they're you think they're still sad now. right they're now? They, are they're they really? They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, Dan Campbell, watching the end of that game, that's a dude you want to play you for. Wanna yeah, know, for. You want to know who's really sad? Bill's fans. Yes. Uh, yeah. Our art director is a Bills fan. Yeah. He's yeah. been so down bad this year. He hates life. <laughs> he, he, sure he is has. down bad. Uh, Figgies01 says, got to agree with Zach. I love this comment. It's amazing <laughs> that we got the dub while not even playing really well. The Chiefs game, we legit beat them. But last night, we didn't deserve to win that game. Can't always count on the other team mm. to poop their pants as hard as the Bills did last night. So they deserve Henry did or the Bills did? They soiled I, themselves. I, that was Spencer's <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Spencer's baby spoiled so, Yeah, um, So much so that they fired their OC this morning. Yeah. The Broncos definitely deserve to win that game. Like, like, by, like, I don't even think it's a conversation. Like, the how many turnovers? Five turnovers? Four turnovers. Four, Four, Four turnovers. turnovers. Because there was a turnover on downs. There was the pick that wasn't caught. Like, that's... I mean, the, the Broncos absolutely should have won that game. If the Bills won that game, that would be insane. And I mean, just to start it off with Jaquan, mm -hmm. I mean, that yeah. wasn't the Bills messing up. That was the Broncos making a play. Now, the Justin Simmons interception, great play by Justin mm -hmm. to make a play on the ball. But like, Gabe, you got to catch that ball. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the Broncos did make some plays. And then they, they also had some, some really good breaks. And final comment coming in from our friend Arvada Luke says, we know it wasn't a Vaughn revenge game, but we failed to think about Latavius Murray having a little vengeance, mm -hmm. which almost happened. Great to get that dub. It's crazy how much a good Broncos team changes the sports vibe of this town. Let's ride. Did Pat ever tackle Latavius? I don't think so. Yeah, I was keeping I an eye know. out just so I could claim that tackle. Oh, um, because you warned him I about warned Latavius. Him. He yeah. wants to go low. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. and your warnings, man. I know. I know. Well, see, because I was one for one coming into this, two for two, and I'd be, I don't know, I'd, like Broncos might need to hire me. You to be. were yeah. one for one. Stop yeah, it. I was. You I said, watch out for Samori. What happens? Game-winning play. They throw it to Samori, pick it off, and win. Like, it doesn't. You that was my warning. Go. And if Pat had gotten like a third down tackle on Latavius, you know, goes low, chops him down. I could have claimed. I'll, I'll, warnings, I'm about to start game grades. Hank's warnings are like, hey, be careful. There's a pebble that might trip you on the way out. Just wow. be aware. That's, that's a good warning. Um, it is. How about Pat Sertan and this Broncos team just shutting down Stephon Diggs? Three mm -hmm. catches, 34 yards. When Pat was on in one catch for 11 yards, mm -hmm. not only against one of the best receivers in the game, but against one of the receivers that gets fed the most. Uh -huh. Because if he doesn't, he starts complaining. If he's yeah. not complaining, his brother is complaining <laughs> on Twitter, saying it's time Ugh. to get Stefan out of there. The Broncos broke the Bills' offense in so many ways last night, to the point where they fired their offensive coordinator. Wild. What a game. Crazy. Yeah. And what a vibe this yeah. is in Broncos country. Speaking of Pat Sertan, stay tuned tomorrow. Maybe he'll be on. Interesting. Or... Maybe we'll just have this mannequin of him in a shirt. Maybe he'll be wearing the shirt Whoa. with the mannequin of him in a shirt next to it. Somebody, oh, I think, was it and Dre? Baldy. I think Dre's idea was what we do is get, like, a picture of you in front of that wall wearing that shirt and make a shirt and out of it. Shirt. And then I wear that shirt mm. that's you wearing that shirt in front of that wall. 
and then Todd does it, and then like Dre does it, and Yaya does it, and we just wind up. Shirtception? With, yeah, shirts all the way down. Mm, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. We're getting weird now. And that just shows <laughs> that the Broncos' vibes uh, are great. So tune in tomorrow. We'll be back 11 or 12 on YouTube. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. This thing is about to get extra fun. Have a great Tuesday. Flying cotton